So I'm curious today, how many of you would say that you would love for God to build your faith and strengthen your prayer life? How many of you? All right, all right, we've got some in the house. Okay, um, I am thankful for that. Uh, we, we are in a series focusing in on prayer and, and maybe the problem for so many of us, you know, I would argue is that we're trying to pray disconnected from a relationship with God. Growing up, quite honestly, my, my prayer life had a lot to be desired. I think about, you know, the only times I prayed maybe in, you know, were in these situations. If I stepped in uh, into a situation where I was unprepared, maybe like for a math test for me, that was my um, place that I would be unprepared a lot of times, especially as a young person. Um, number two, if, if I was in big trouble, and I needed, you know, help, like an emergency situation, or number three, if I was guided, you know, in a, in a, in a group prayer time or, or directed by somebody else, uh, mealtimes at the house, or, or maybe a church service, those types of situations. And I don't know, you know, how moved either God or myself, for that matter, is from prayers such as, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. You know, by his blessings, we are fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. Uh, you know, that's maybe a step up from good food, good meat, good God, let's eat. You know? <laughs> um, so have you ever felt like, you know, your, your prayer life was just limp? Uh, and maybe you almost always prayed self-centered um, and, and your, your prayers felt bland. Um, they're incredibly safe. You know, you're praying, God be with us. And you know, well, okay, he said that he would never leave us, but nevertheless, you know, God be with us, keep us safe. Uh, God, would you bless this foot-long chili cheese dog and tater tots and large, you know, uh, a ch cherry limeade to the nourishment of my body in Jesus' name. Incredibly safe prayers. Uh, maybe, that's a, maybe that's a dangerous prayer, I don't know. <laughs> but last week, we prayed together, Father, make me bold. How many of you prayed that this last week? You dedicated and you said, I'm gonna pray that prayer. Um, today, we're gonna look at another very powerful prayer. And this is a prayer that a little boy in the Old Testament um, prayed. It's found in the book of 1 Samuel chapter three. So let's give us uh, some context here. Samuel was a little boy who prayed this prayer. He was maybe 11 or 12 years old, uh, years of age at that time. And so if you can imagine a sixth or seventh grade boy praying this, about Zion's age right up here in the front. Um, Samuel worked in the temple uh, for a priest called Eli. The problem is Eli had not been honoring God. Um, his family was kind of out of control. Um, Eli was not maybe living the life he should have been. He hadn't turned his heart, you know, back towards his father, uh, towards God. He hadn't given direction to his family. He hadn't been leading well. He was, he, was kind of, he was sinning against God. And so one day this sixth grader went to bed and the Lord spoke to this young man and he said, Samuel. And Samuel woke up and heard his name. And he, and he thought, you know, he, he, he thought, who's that? He wasn't expecting to hear anything from God. So he dashed into the priest's room and said, did you call me? Did you, did you say my name? And the priest is confused. He's waking up. He's in a, you know, asleep. He's confused. He says, no, go back to bed. Go back to bed. And so the boy did the second time. The voice of Father God says, Samuel. And he wakes up and he's startled. And again, he runs, he runs into the priest's room. Did you call me? Here I am. <laughs> the priest said, nope, I didn't call you. 
again. I didn't call you. And, and so go back to bed. A third time, God called on Samuel. And again, the, this young man, he faithfully dashed into the priest's room. And then the, the priest is realizing, oh my goodness, the Lord is speaking to you. Father God is speaking to you. If you hear your name again, what I want you to do, Samuel, is I want you to stop and I want you to tell God that you want to hear from him. I want you to stop and tell God that you want to hear from him. Tell him that you're his servant and that you are listening. You can read all that for yourself, the story leading up to this in 1 Samuel 3. We're going to jump in on verse 10. And this is what it says. The Lord came and stood, calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, this this young man, he prays this incredibly powerful prayer when he says to God, speak for your servant hears. Speak to me, God. I really want to hear your voice. Speak. And what's incredibly cool is that God spoke to Samuel in that moment, but what God said to him, if we keep reading, was not necessarily an easy message. It wasn't something pleasant for this particular conversation. Now, and, and I want you to stop and think about this for a second. Now, we have a, a very loving God, and he, he speaks his kindness and his goodness all over us all the time. But think about every time in Scripture when God would speak to someone and say, here's what I want you to do, when he gives us an action step. You know, do you remember anyone saying, oh, pshh, that's easy, no problem at all. I mean, think about it. There was Noah. Hey, Noah, build an ark. <laughs> Noah's like, what's an ark? It's a really big boat, about the size of a football field, plus some. Build it and go around and, and, and round up a male and a female of every living creature. It's gonna, we're gonna flood the world and then your family is gonna be singly, single-handedly responsible for repopulating the earth. <laughs> Oh, easy, God. I'll, I'll go ahead and start on that right after lunch. What's a football field, right? <laughs> and so Jonah, Jonah, I want you to go and preach to the most wicked and perverse and violent people alive and tell them that they need to change or they're going to die. Okay, easy, God. <laughs> right? In the New Testament, an angel of the Lord appears to Mary, a teenage girl. Mary, you're going to give birth to a son. And, you know, even though you're an unmarried virgin and, oh, 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 by the way, uh, he's going to be the son of God. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. You know, hashtag blessed, hashtag humbled to, to, be, to be raising the son of God, right? <laughs> and so there are a lot of times that God speaks and he gives us an assignment. And the cool thing about that is it challenges us and it builds up our faith and it might stretch us, which is, a, which is why it's a good idea to also pray and start with that prayer, Lord, make me bold. If you pray, speak to me, Lord, when God does what I hope you'll know that his, vo- his voice, when it comes, because he will speak and he does speak and he is speaking, it's gonna move you. It's gonna move you. His voice may challenge you. And what, if he asks you to, to do something, it might, might, might even be completely, it might seem completely impossible. But what I promise you is that his voice will stretch you and teach you and he'll love on you and, and, and you can depend on him. And, and you know what it will probably do is it will probably cause you to grow stronger in your faith. When he speaks to us, Samuel says, speak God, I'm listening. And, and here's what God said to him, to a boy. He says, Eli has been sinning against me. 
And what he's doing is not right. You know, he's, he's, he's turned his heart, you know, and, and, and he hasn't turned the people's heart either. He's not leading uh, back towards me. Therefore, there's gonna be some hard stuff that's gonna happen to, to him, to his, to his family, to the nation. And I'm trusting you, Samuel, young man, to help carry this message. And God says, so I can make things right. So, you know, wow, that seems like a lot for God to trust to a very, very young man. You know, and, and it's, it's a very powerful prayer when you say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Speak to me. In other words, I want to encourage you, when you pray this prayer, prepare to hear God's voice. God loves to respond to that prayer. Prepare to hear his voice. Speak, Lord, I want to hear you. And, and, and what, I want you to, what I want to do this morning is I want to take a step, uh, step back um, this morning and uh, talk about prayer from maybe a little bit bigger perspective. And what I hope you'll understand is that prayer in its essence is communicating with God, with Father who loves us so much. He loves us. He loves us. And so it's going before his throne that we're singing about this morning, which is full of grace. And we know this, that any form of real and meaningful communication, it's not just a one-way effort. In other words, you know, praying to God isn't just us talking to him. <laughs> but an important piece of this is actually listening, listening, listening. In fact, I would argue that God has done way more in my life when I listened to him than when I talked to him. This is so important. I don't know if there's anything that I feel is, is more important for us as believers to, to grab a hold of, to know and listen and hear the voice of God is such, it seems like it's, it's, it's kind of skipped over sometimes. It, it, you know, we, we hear it, be still and know that I'm God, but do we practice it? And so I, I just really think, you know, if this is, this is maybe elementary, it's foundational, but it's, it's a strong foundation. If you can grab a hold of this. And what I, what I, again, what I can promise you is that'll stretch you, it'll build you up, it'll give you a deeper faith. So um, our God loves us. So let me figure out where I am. He's full of grace. And we can know, we can know an important piece of this is listening to God. I would argue that, again, that this is one of the most important things that we can learn and do. So when he speaks to me, it is a life-changing, affirming, and edifying thing. It is. And, and in prayer is not just talking, but prayer is pausing to listen. Pausing to listen to what he has to say. I wonder for some of us, if God ever wants to say, I, I know I, I, I kind of try to give him a voice sometimes, but sometimes, you, you know, you just wonder, okay, God, how are you responding to this? You know, when we're rattling off a list of kind of our needs and our, and our, and our, our prayer requests, you know, do, do you wonder if, he, if he's already, he's kind of up there saying, well, enough already, you know, you've shared, you know, what, what you've told me what you want, you want me to do some things. Uh, now, would you please give me a chance to respond? Would you give me a chance? I, I love you so much. And I want to speak to what you're sharing with me. And I want to guide you. And I want to respond, but you've got to take a breath so I can get a word in. <laughs> in, in other words, God is always willing and ready to speak. This, the question is, are you ready and willing to listen? 
God is a speaking God. Amen? God is a speaking God. And I've always had a feeling that this is so important, yet so few people take the time to listen. They either, they either think that um, he can't or he won't. I don't, I don't know. But good communication is so fundamental to relationship, isn't it? To any kind of relationship, if you don't ever give your spouse or your loved ones the opportunity to speak, what happens in that relationship? It's sunk. God wants so much to speak to you, to you. So you may say, okay, you know, I'm in. I know it's a, it's a powerful thing to pray, but I wanna hear the voice of God when I do. So how do I do that? How do I do that? What I want to do is try to put this on the bottom shelf, make it as simple as I can, which is pretty much the way I always preach, and give us three spiritual thoughts that may help us to be postured to hear his voice. Okay? Okay, first thing that I would encourage you to do is against all the trajectory of everything in our culture, fight to be still. Fight to be still. Still before God. What does still mean again? <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> Be still. Stay where you're at. Find a place and stop to pause, to rest in his presence. In fact, Psalms 46 tells us how to experience the presence of God, and, and, and we, we've already heard it this morning. Let me tell you what it doesn't say. It doesn't say, Be frantic and you will know that I am God. It doesn't say, keep yourself busy and you'll know that I'm God. It doesn't say, seek me on the go and you will experience me. But it says in scripture, be still and know that I am God. Be still, pause, stop. Be still and know. I am God. Be still. Question for you. When is the last time when is the last time that you binge watched Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or Disney Plus? When's the last time you did it? You don't need to answer. When's the, when's the last time that you, know, you just scrolled and scrolled and scrolled on social media Maybe even in the presence of that person who wants to talk to you. Maybe for an hour or so, just keep on scrolling. Or more. Or you played games, or you worked out, or you've done something else that you even enjoy. You know, you, you've, you've read a book or whatever. You, you devoted an hour of your day to something. When is the last time that we just paused. We just shut everything down and we spent maybe even an hour. What about 15 minutes <laughs> of your day? Just to be in his presence, to enjoy the presence of God listening to hear his voice, to really hear his voice, 
to do that, we see the first step in scripture, be still, slow down. Slow down your crazy pace that you talk about when everybody says, how you doing? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> it's even a, it's an American response to how are you doing? I'm busy. <laughs> Slow down that crazy pace that our American culture celebrates and silence all the noise. Silence all the things that are just shouting to you. Just pause and listen. Be still and know that I am God. Jesus said this about prayer. He's talking in the Sermon on the Mount. He gets to this point. He says, wherever you pray, whenever you pray, be sincere and not like the pretenders who love the attention that they receive while praying before others in the meetings and on the street corners. Believe me, they've already received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your innermost chamber and be alone with Father God, praying to him in secret. When you hear people talk about, you know, their, their prayer closet, that was a language that, you know, people used to use, right? That's what they're talking about. Find a private, away place, your innermost chamber, lock the door <laughs> if you need to, <laughs> unplug everything, and just enjoy God's presence all alone. Be still and know that I'm God. I did the, the craziest thing with our youth group up in North Dakota one time. I was a volunteer youth pastor at a small church up there. I took them to a silent retreat. Uh, and, and now it, it wasn't all silent. In fact, I remember some really fun games and, and uh, building some really cool friendships that I've held on to um, all this to this day. And a lot of people would hear that and say, you know, a silent retreat for teenagers? Are you kidding me? And honestly, I had my doubts too, but this was, this was something that a youth pastor friend of mine, some of you will remember Pastor Aaron, remember him from when he was here at a birthday party a few years ago, not much hair. Um, he hosted it uh, every year for his students and he invited us to join him. And I had heard wonderful things about it. And so I said, okay, it was, it was a beautiful retreat center up in the, um, um, the Badlands area up in North Dakota. And uh, we had a guest, um, some of you will know Levi, the, the poet, who did some really powerful kind of slam poetry things when we were there. Amazing worship band that I just absolutely loved. And, and some really fun elements too, team building exercises, a, a, a foot washing, um, ministry time, games. But at the center of the whole retreat and kind of what the whole retreat was, was built around was an afternoon that we were kind of building up to. We had an evening worship session the first day, and the next morning we had some teaching leading up to this afternoon. We were teaching students how to hear the voice of God, all the different ways, and then we were just gonna, gonna go and let them practice, just release them. <laughs> now, you know, for the junior hires, we had an adult leaders to kind of go along with them and check on them and kind of walk them and help them through the experience, which made good sense. But, but for our senior hires, who are, you know, hopefully at a little bit different level, you know, we gave them the whole afternoon. We gave them from one o'clock to dinner time. And the, 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 the thing was to just go out to find a place, you know, anywhere in the retreat center, removed from other students and removed from noise and to exercise what? Being 
still. <laughs> Does that sound like fun? <laughs> Being still. Now, now for a lot of us, that sounds like a, for some of us, it feels like a punishment. I was like, okay, well, okay, I'll go sit and time out. Let me tell you something. You know, this was so cool to just, first of all, engage students and say, hey, you can hear God's voice. It's, it's not just the guy up on the stage. It's, it's you. You can hear his voice. And here we go. We're going to go practice it right now. We're going to give you some time out in the mountains, and you find a space. And, you know, if you're done in an hour and a half, that's good. You can go back and sit in your cabin and just be quiet. That's, that's the rules. I mean, if you want to spend five hours, that's great. You can do that too, but it's, it's quiet time. We're going to be still until dinner time. And so you can guess what happened, maybe, at testimony time that evening. <laughs> I had so many tears. I mean, there was tears everywhere, just kind of flooding the place. As student after student after student after student shared what God spoke so personally into their lives. And God spoke to me too. I mean, um, so many different ways, you know, that weekend, it was a big transition time in our life. And God spoke very specifically to me, you know, call Deanna and, and make a phone call and get ready to move. And, and we did, and God blessed that. But, you know, some of the most powerful times in, 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 in our student ministry, even here, is when Deanna and I would take our students on, on prayer walks um, right here in our neighborhood. And um, we would do that on Wednesday nights. And it was an exercise in listening and seeing with our spirit. And without fail, every time we gathered back together in that room over there, God spoke and moved in the hearts of our students so deeply. This is a powerful, powerful prayer to pray every day. Speak, Lord. I'm listening. Maybe start your day that way. That's, that's what I like to do. <laughs> Let me just say, God, my ears, I want my ears to be tuned to what you say, and God, I want you to speak to me. Speak. So you might say, okay, so Sean, am I going to hear the audible voice of, of the Lord? You know, Deanna was already talking about that. I don't know. I mean, you might, it happens. Samuel heard from God that way, right? We just read it in scripture and you might too. I, I haven't, but I do hear from God in all sorts of just as real ways. So how might you hear from God? There's so many different ways. Bill already talked about some. I actually, I actually went to Bill's website when I was um, getting ready for this because he's a smart guy and I, I, I love him. And, uh, and I knew he had written a, an article on this. And uh, so there's, again, this is not exhaustible. This is just, I'm trying to put everything on the bottom shelf. Let's start there. Here's some ways. First of all, an important and maybe, you know, the, uh, the, the, the bedrock, of the reliable way for us to recognize that God speaks is through his word. <laughs> Amen. His word is living. It's active. It will speak to you. It is like breath on a page. It is alive. And it will cause your heart to turn towards him and it will gently correct you and it will guide you and it will comfort you and it will encourage you and it will build your faith. It's God's living word. And we are people of the word. So, you know, if, if you tell me that you haven't heard from God, the first thing maybe I would encourage you to do is to get into his word. <laughs> if you haven't heard him speak, because his word speaks to you. God speaks through his word. God also speaks 
through his people. Um, God might speak to you through a close, close friend. I can't tell you how many times God speaks to me through my wife. <laughs> God uses um, Deanna uh, all the time to get through to me. It happened this week. It happened last week. It's going to happen for, you know, it's happened as long as I can remember. And, and if I'm having a wig out moment, how many of you have wig out moments? <laughs> uh, you know, you're a, a freak out moment. I'm worried about something. She will say to me very calmly something that just feels like, yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> right? Why are you stressing out? Remember what God says. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything, you know? And then I'm like, <sighs> you know, God will speak to you through people. Um, God might speak to you through creative means. I, I you know, maybe a message, maybe, um, a message or a melody in a song. It might be a vision. It might be an image. A lot of times when God speaks to me, when I'm praying for somebody, it's, it's through a picture that I see first. Um, it might be a very vivid dream that you had. Um, anything that speaks to our creative imaginations. How many of you know he's a creative God and he speaks to our creative self? And so he might speak that way. He'll, he'll also speak to you through circumstances. It's really cool. You think that there's no way that you ever could do what you'd like to do, but suddenly it seems like a door opens and that had to be God, right? Or you really, really want uh, something, but then the door closes. And then you wonder, how did that happen? Maybe God closed the door. You know, some, some of us, we ought to thank God that he closed the door, <laughs> right? We ought to thank him. You were dating the door and you wanted that door, but now 10 years later, you see what that door looks like and you ought to thank God that somebody else walked through that door. <laughs> you know, God opens doors and God closes doors and he uses circumstances in our lives. Um, I can't tell you how many times it just felt like, you know, I was at the right place at the right time. I remember um, when Deanna and I were the State Teens for Life coordinators, um, there was a group of us holding up signs. And as I was leaving, I saw a vehicle pull into the parking lot right in front of me, and I recognized it as a vehicle that had driven by us several times, um, very angrily, very... Um, Verbally, loud, cussing, um, giving the group, you know, a certain finger, um, etc. And so I prepared, as I saw this, I saw this vehicle pull um, out in front of us as we're getting ready to leave. I prepared myself for a confrontation, you know, it's, this isn't going to be comfortable is what I was feeling and thinking. She rolled down her window and um, had a stream of, of tears rolling down her face. She looked very angry and immediately she started to, to just kind of lash out verbally um, a lot of expletives, but also, uh, you know, she was sharing her story. She was sharing her story. And it was a hard one. It was a, it was a hard, hard story. She was abused and she was assaulted. And she felt that she had no other choice but to abort her baby. And the grace of God for her just overwhelmed me in that situation and I began to share, you know, about how God loves and cares for her just as much as any of the babies that we were standing up for. And I said something like, you know, if we're doing this right, and I hope we are, we're going to stand up for your life too. You know, so what can I do to help you? And it was all of a 90-second conversation, you know. And I watched just in, in that short time 
all of her defenses just kind of vanish. And she asked, I couldn't believe it. She asked if I could pray for her. (laughs) And I stood in that parking lot and I teared up and I prayed. And now I'm, I'm, I'm not an evangelist. I've never walked in that gifting, but I know God uses that gift in all of us sometimes. And I've kind of stepped into that for, for this moment. In fact, I'm, I'm not the outgoing type at all. Um, and it's that experience, you know, that has kind of left me that not so much about holding up signs anymore, but instead asking God to open up parking lots for just one person to see how much he loves them. God is speaking through circumstances. So are you listening? And then this last one, God will always speak to you through Holy Spirit. And really Holy Spirit is the blanket over all of these. Holy Spirit is, is the one that's kind of tunes us to hear his voice. For those of you that you know, are followers of Jesus, you are spiritually new, ask Holy Spirit to baptize you in his power. And um, your spirit can communicate with Holy Spirit. And that's why when you ask God, guide me, God, direct me, speak to me, you'll have the most unusual senses or promptings and, and you won't necessarily be able to explain it, but you'll say things like, I don't know why, but I just feel prompted to do this thing. I can't completely explain it, but I'm feeling led to do this thing. Um, and, and you might wonder, how do I know if this is God? <laughs> what, what I know is, and, and what you can know is, whenever you're being prompted to be a blessing or to be generous, that's not the enemy telling you to do that. <laughs> that's not the enemy, um, you know, to, telling you to bless somebody. I, I just feel prompted to give. That's God. I feel prompted to be an encouragement, to build that person up. That's the Lord. That's Holy Spirit. I feel prompted to reach out and express my care for you. I don't know why, but I feel like I'm supposed to call somebody. I don't know why, but I thought I was supposed to pray for you, so I'm going to do that. I can't quite discern the reason behind it, but I thought I was supposed to share this scripture with you. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Here's a little exercise that you can try in your own prayer time. You know, sometimes we just need some exercises to, to get ourselves to build our strength up, right? And so here's, here's a little exercise. Ask God, just a simple prayer, who do you want me to pray for? Who do you want me to pray for? And then just listen. And you might find this helpful. I, I found this helpful. Sometimes I still do this. I'll, I'll say, God, give me a name. When I inhale, and then when I exhale, I'll speak out that name before you. I'm gonna pray for them. And so it's just a simple exercise. When you breathe in, you're waiting to hear a name to pray for. And when you breathe out, you're gonna lift that name up before God. That simple, nothing more. Just I'm, I'm, I'm lifting this person up before you. And it's amazing, 20 minutes. 30 minutes will go by and there will never be an inhale without a name being dropped into your mind. Ex, you know, inhale. I pray for Luke. Okay, Luke. I, I lift Luke up before you, God. I pray for him right now. Lord, I know he's, he's in the middle of, of that circumstance. And then you keep on praying. And, and God will even lead you as you pray. The Holy Spirit will lead you. God, who do you want me to pray for? Okay, I pray for Allison. Thank you, Lord. 
exhale. Inhale, exhale. Okay, Steve, inhale, exhale. Okay, I pray for Julia, you know, inhale. Zion, God is faithful to speak. When we ask him to speak, and, and so I, I, lift, I lift him up before you, God, and, and, and here's the bottom line. The more you listen for God's voice, the better you are able to discern it. You guys, I mean, that's, we know that. The more you're around somebody, you just start to know their voice. Sometimes, you know, a good friend will call you on the phone and they just start talking, right? Because they know. Sean knows my voice. I don't need to introduce myself. I'm Deanna. (laughs) He knows my voice. The more time you spend with him, the more you're gonna be able to discern it. The more you listen, the more you recognize it. So be still before him. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Okay, first thing is, number one, be still. The second thing is, be willing. Be willing, be willing to listen. Be willing to respond. Be willing to talk. Be willing to do whatever it is that God leads you to do. Be willing. I, I, you know, I don't know about you, but so often it seems like our, our prayers you know, become, it's easy for them to become kind of like a run-on list. It's almost as if we're saying, you know, if, if I were you, God, this is how I would do it, right? God, if you knew what you were doing, it would be done by now, right? <laughs> we would, this, this prayer request would be answered, right? What if instead, be going before God with our lists and demands, what if instead we, we came before him with a blank sheet of paper, like a journal, God, what do you want me to say? What do you want to show me? What are you doing today? And God wants to hear our, our prayer requests. I'm not, I'm not saying to just delete that from your time, but you know, this is important too. What are, you, what are you doing today and how can I be involved in it? That's a good one. What are you doing? And, and how, can you invite me into it? Because I want to be in the middle of it. And then be willing to respond. Be willing to apply what he speaks in your life. For example, I feel like God was speaking very, very clearly to me at the beginning of this year. Don't waste the opportunity set before you. Don't, don't waste your life. And so I asked him, can you show me the parts of my life, opportunities that I'm missing that I'm not aware of? God, would you point out any weaknesses and ruts that I've sunken into that are robbing me from your better plan? And guess what? We got a whole sermon series <laughs> called Don't Waste Your Life <laughs> that we all had to sit through, right? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's enough, God. That, that, was, a, that was a whole bunch of things, <laughs> like, right? He's speaking. Just, just give me the top 10, <laughs> right? And, you know, and what happened in talking to God is that he starts to purify my heart. He starts to empower me to maybe confess and confront some things that are holding me back from what he really has for me, his, the, the, the perfect plan that he has for me and allowed for me and hopefully all of us to start breaking through some of those spiritual barriers that are in our lives. I don't know what you might pray for or ask God, but you know, maybe your marriage is tough right now. And so you just ask God, you know, how can I love my spouse better? And then just listen. 
God, I, I, I don't want to just come to church. I want to be your church. So show me where to use my gifts to honor you where you've planted me. God, you know, what, what do I have that would bless somebody else? Where do you want me to be generous? God, who is it today that needs encouragement from you? Show me. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. I think what you'll discover is that God really, really loves to respond. And he really loves to speak to you. He loves to speak into your life if we just take the time to listen. Now, this is very important. This is just maybe a little tip. Respond to what God showed you already before you have big expectations to hear him say something to you next. Why is it sometimes that we feel like we haven't heard from God? Maybe I'm, I'm just thinking too much from my own experience, but what if God is thinking, remember what I told you last month? <laughs> when you do that, I'll give you something else. <laughs> be willing to do, be willing. How do we posture ourselves to hear from God? We're gonna be still, we're gonna be willing. And then number three, we're gonna be ready. We're gonna be ready. Incredibly important. Be ready because when God speaks, I wanna be in a position to respond to what he says and for what he shows me to do. Think about Samuel. Very young man, he's working for Eli. Certainly he wants to honor the priest and the, the man of God. And God says to him, you know, this guy's not honoring me. I'm trusting you, son, to have the integrity and the courage, really, to, to carry this message back to him. And when you, when you pray, it's a powerful prayer. Speak, Lord, I'm listening. Uh, God may speak to you and reveal something to you that you really don't even want to acknowledge. <laughs> You've had it shoved down for a reason, right? Here's where I'm wrong, God. Okay, so I'm, I'm turning to you. God may spur you to do something that you really don't feel qualified to do. You know, maybe he's prompting you to, to uh, lead a connect group and you've never done anything like that before and, and, you're, and you're scared. Or God may be put a spark in you to, to go to your school or change careers or move to a different state or reach out to your boss or invite you know, your friend to come to church with you, to go public with your faith on social media, you know, or to be bold somewhere else or to forgive someone who wronged you, even though they didn't ask for forgiveness. <laughs> and they certainly don't deserve it in your mind, right? It's a dangerously powerful prayer. Speak to me for your, I'm listening. But last week I, I, invited, I invited you to join me um, for seven days to praying, make me bold. This week I would love it if we could just do this, if we could add this. If you would have the courage and the faith to just stop and be still before you start the day or, or however it works best for you. Maybe it's at the end of the day. Maybe it's at your lunchtime where you have some time and say, God, speak to me today. You have full access to interrupt me, to stop me in my tracks. Show me someone who's hurting. Give me the faith to follow, to listen, and to hear your voice. God may speak to you, and I'm confident that he will. And when he does, you know what? We're like, we're like I want more details. We've talked about this before. Listen to me, you, pro you probably can't handle the details. <laughs> you just do by faith what God calls you to do. In a moment, I, I, I'm gonna close our time with a song, and I know we're going long today, um, called I Won't Move. Fitting, right? Be still. I won't move. I won't move, God, until I hear you speak. That's your assignment. It's just 
to be still. No pressure. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna sing this. You don't have to sing. You can, you can sit. All, all I want you to do is be still, be willing, and be ready to hear from God. If you have a question, let me encourage you, ask it. Ask God and listen. This is a powerful prayer. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. God will stretch you. You might feel a little bit unsettled. You might even be uncomfortable. We, we couple that with the prayer, God, make me bold. <laughs> I try to say this to God every morning because I don't want to miss out on what he wants to say to me. I don't want to miss it. It's a prayer that you want to pray. Speak, God.
God, we are here, and we are your servants, and we are listening. Would you speak to us in this moment? I know many of us in this room would say that we are followers of you, and we have a relationship with you. For some of us, um, if we're being honest, we've been distracted. We've been going through the motions and we haven't been intentional to set aside time to simply be with you, to hear your voice. And we've been trying to walk the steps that we walk each day on our own. Or maybe just presenting our requests and maybe moving on, being hurried and being busy. And maybe some of us this morning that are recognizing, even in this moment, that it's time to reprioritize, it's time to change, it's time to commit and to, to pray and to listen. And so, God, I pray that you would just kind of protect <laughs> the next seven days and maybe every single day for the rest of our lives. Would you give our ears, give us ears to hear? Lord, we know that we're your sons and daughters and that you want to speak to us. So God, this is our prayer this morning. Here I am, your servant. you speak to me? And so if that's you um, in this room and you're saying, yes, God, I, I follow you and I have a relationship with you, but I haven't done the, maybe the best job of being intentional and purposeful in, in my time with you, and I love you and I want that with you. If that's you and, and you just want to join together as a, as a church family over the next week and just make a commitment to be still and to listen. Would you 
just, just kind of put your hands, however, in a posture of just receiving right now. And I'd love to pray with you as we kind of end this time. God, we are here and we are listening. We are still, we are available and we are ready. So God, we just pray that you would speak. Speak to our hearts through your word, through people, through circumstances, through all the different ways, through your Holy Spirit. God, would you speak to us? And we believe and trust over the next week and as we commit to being more purposeful in our time with you, God, to do more listening than talking. God, we believe that you will move in a mighty way in our lives, showing us things, giving us direction, answering questions that we have, God. We believe that this will take us even to another level in intimacy in our relationship with you, our Father. And we thank you in advance for the way that you will reveal yourself to us. Amen. And still praying, others of you may say, the truth is I've never heard the voice of God. I've never had God speak to me. And that could simply because you don't have a relationship with him. And so you don't know him in that way, but today you're feeling drawn uh, and a stirring to respond to God and to, to, to grow closer to him. And maybe you can't even put your finger on it. That's the Holy Spirit. That's Holy Spirit compelling you into a relationship with God. So this is God speaking to you and saying, hey, it's time for you to make the decision not to try and control your own life, but to trust me with it. And so if, if for, for the first time, and maybe you're recognizing that you have a need for Jesus in your life. And who is Jesus? Jesus is the son of God who was sent here for you and for me to make the ultimate sacrifice on our behalf so that we could have relationship with God and to bridge a gap for our, on our behalf. Jesus came very simply to set us free through his death, through his resurrection. He set you and me free from our brokenness from addiction, from our past, from our shortcomings, from our shame, from our insecurity, and from our fear. So Jesus set us free once and for all. And today, some of you are recognizing maybe for the first time that you have a need for Jesus in your life and that you don't want to walk the path that you've been on or carry that shame and burden. You wanna be set free. So you're hearing the voice of God and you're ready to respond. And if that's you today and you're saying, yes, God, I wanna hear your voice, I hear your calling, I wanna turn away from my old self and my own life and run into a new life with you. I want a relationship with you. If you're ready to respond to the voice of God today, would you just lift your hand with nobody looking around right now? And we wanna pray with you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you're online, we wanna give you the opportunity to pray this prayer as well. Let's stand and let's pray this prayer together. Father God, I give you my life. I lean my life into you, leaning me, you leading me. I surrender all that I am. I wanna follow you. Give me ears to hear your voice so I can walk it out the things that you speak to me. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. My life is yours in your name. Amen and amen. Let's